This is Asasi Podcast, enabled by Asasi Radio. The following presentation was previously aired on Asasi Radio. Uh, joining us uh, for the conversation is Engineer David Osafwa Donting. He's the Acting Director General of the National Road Safety Authority. And uh, by phone, we have Superintendent Alexander Obing, Director of uh, Public Relations for the Ghana Police Service. A man who I know has been uh, very, very instrumental in uh, a lot of the campaigns for road safety. Gentlemen, you're welcome to the Asasi Breakfast Show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to start off uh, with uh, Superintendent Alexander being on this one. Now, uh, Super, you are, you know, your your data this year, 469 people, indicates that there's been a decrease of 9.28. But historically, the trend has been that we lose close to 2,500, if not more, a year. That's way too many people to lose to road crashes. Um and not to age. What do you think is accounting for this decrease we're seeing this year? Uh, are we getting something right? What can we do to ensure that we can make, you know, make this number trend downwards Hello? even further? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. So I was asking that what accounts for the 9.28 decrease in the number of people that uh, per your provisional data have died on our roads in the first two months of this year compared to last year? Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. And uh, good morning to uh, our compatriots all over. I'm a colleague, Director General of the National Road Safety Authority, uh, Engineer David Osapada. And you're very sure. And it has always been the intention of road safety managers all over, and Ghana is an exception, of putting in countermeasures that will scale down preventable crashes and protect more lives and properties, as well on our roads. Yeah, however, because we are human, and, and the fact that there are other gaps that make the system more holistic in saving lives and protecting properties and all that. Uh, occasionally we have uh, uh, this uh, so sad preventable crashes as we have registered between January and February this year accounting for 2,625 crashes. A bit up of the same period last year which we recorded 2,545. And in the process, vehicles uh, have been damaged so far. We have 4,363. Uh, slightly up of the same last year, which was also 4,299. And it means that has impacted on lives. And these vehicles, we categorize them on our data. We have 1,432 uh, being commercial and 1,978 uh, being private with 
again and greetings to my good friend uh, Supo Obeng. Indeed, uh, before I even go answering your question, I want all of us to understand and appreciate the fact that we are in a space where crashes are determined by certain factors. As vehicles grow, as human beings grow in terms of population, we should expect that the interaction will automatically, um, you know, bring about 
a crash. And this is worldwide. There is no way you will have the same numbers as vehicle population grows to an extent. Currently, Ghana's vehicle population is beyond 3.3 million. So, we used to be less than 1 million in the past two decades. Now we're talking about 3 million and over. Human population, 30.8 million. You would not expect that the interaction amongst these two factors, together with our roads, uh, will kind of be in a situation where you and I will wake up in the morning and say there wasn't any crash. The possibility of a crash depends on the interaction. Okay. And as it were, everywhere in this world is talking about this same subject that you and I are talking about. Because it's happening across the world. Our vehicle population growth, human population growth, we are saying that it must go with the same growth in facilities that help us to use the road. For example, the road. Elsewhere, they are making a lot of strides because the road infrastructure is growing in terms of width, in terms of length and facilities, much at the same pace as vehicle population and human population grow. We have talked about dualization of our roads, uh, streetlights, uh, and all the road signs and markings and the rest of that. I think that if you compare these growth rates, it is higher with the vehicle population, higher with the human population, than the infrastructure that we are uh, developing or producing to meet the same demands. But in, 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 it's an alarming uh, global phenomenon. Exactly. Uh, however, in jurisdictions where um, the infrastructure is of a certain level, where you have a lot more dualized roads, um, crashes are fewer. Exactly. So that is the more reason why we're saying that. We as a nation, to be honest with you, we have been a little late, if I should use that word, mm -hmm. in trying to bring up the same the infrastructure to meet the demands of the interaction mm -hmm. we are seeing. Because if your vehicle population is growing at the rate of about 9 to 10% annually, then you are hitting the, 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 the scenario where if you do nothing, then automatically you must see your crashes grow higher. And that is what we are seeing. Because if we were in the past two decades going by a certain pace, mm -hmm. dualizing our major highways, introducing situations where vehicles can overtake so easily and maneuver safely, introducing rest stops for vehicles or drivers to be breaking their drive over a distance or over time and continue and so on, refresh themselves and continue like elsewhere is being done. Installing street lights, road signs, and all those gadgets. And the police also coming in to introduce electronics or uh, technology to be doing enforcement, like we're doing now in terms of manual mm -hmm. enforcement. I believe we would have gone far. Now, we have sat down somehow, and we have made this interaction between the human population and vehicle population overshadow all the things we are doing in terms of interventions, infrastructure, and so on. Now, it is time for us to recognize the need for us to be up and doing, scale up our efforts. Let us look at our roads. Mm -hmm. Let us bring the kind of roads that can hold 
the crashes and the risks the drivers are taking. Now, having said that, we are also in a space where the people who we call drivers are disappointing us. They are. Because even in spite of the fact that this is the infrastructure that we have, mm -hmm. it has not grown to the developed worlds like you know. This is what we have. And so we must be responsible to use it in a manner that we would not go and kill ourselves. Of course, most of the stretches are single carriageway. We know. And so you would not drive on a single carriageway like you are driving on the dual carriageway. It's not acceptable. You and I go through a certain procedure to get driver's license. From DVLA, what it means is that DVLA has tested you, you have gone through a procedure, mm -hmm. and he's convinced that you, as an individual, your, 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 your brains, your knowledge, your skills, and then your age, maturity, and all that is adequate. And so warrant that we give you a valid driver's license. Once yeah. you get a driver's license, everybody must be confident that you will sit behind the steering wheel and drive them yeah. safely. So why are you disappointing Ghana? Why are you disappointing me with your driver's license? Because as you sit there, mm -hmm. I recognize you as a media person, knowledgeable, skillful, experienced. You are an expert in your own field. As you sit here, you are guided by rules and regulations. You are guided by ethics. Now, we have the same rules and regulations in the road safety space. And I expect every driver, whoever calls himself a driver, to sit behind a steering wheel telling himself of that professionalism and expertise that he has mm -hmm. given, granted to him by the DVLA to drive people to their destination safely. So why would you, at a point, like it happened just uh, over the weekend, sit behind the steering wheel and doze off? We don't doze behind steering wheels. I'm, I'm sure that when we all went to the driving school, we were told uh, and, and taught how we should get ourselves out of that risk when you are tired. Mm -hmm. They're saying that if you drive continuously for a period of four hours, break your drive, rest enough, and continue. Are we doing that as drivers? Mm. We were told not to speed beyond 90 kilometers per hour on our highways. Are we doing that? 100 kilometers per hour on the motorway. Go mm. to the motorway and see. Overtaking. We are not overtaking in curves on hills, and then you are overtaking at a stretch where you know that there's no vehicle approaching from the other side and no vehicle from behind. So you must see and be seen. So you must see and be seen. But The but, road signs are there. But I'll tell you something that I've observed, and I'm sure you've observed it as well. On our dual carriageways, you'll find vehicles that are clearly too big and too slow hogging the fast lane, forcing people to do the wrong overtake maneuver and overtake on the wrong side. Mr. Um, Bing, is this something that the police is paying attention to and enforcing? Because some of these things also create problems. Super. Do we still have Superintendent Obin on the line? Yes, I'm here. Ah, yeah, wonderful. Uh, is, is our enforcement at the level that will bring great improvement uh, because the example i'm citing is i drive on the roads draw carriageways i see trucks that are not meant to be in those lanes hogging the lane and forcing everybody to do the overtake from the wrong side
Hello. Hello. I, I think we're having problems with uh, with, uh, with with uh, Alexander Bin's line. Uh, let me come back to uh, Mr. Osafo Bing. The, the the enforcement level. Yeah. Um, I mean, you work very closely with the MTTD. Are you impressed? Or how much more work should we do to ensure that uh, the enforcement is, is, is you know, yielding the, the, the fruits we want? Yes, I, I think that, well, I recognize every institution has its own challenges. Uh, in the past, we have said that uh, the weakest link in the road safety management chain is enforcement. Indeed, that suggests perhaps for us to uh, have a feel that the... Uh, past two decades or so mm-hmm. have seen a significant improvement in, in awareness creation. You and I know that, and based on our interaction with the media and the people, awareness creation in terms of sensitization, education, advocacy has gone uh, you know, to a, a, a level where we can say that uh, perhaps we can estimate about 80% and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. People are aware. They know what they must do. Like the question you just asked. Are we saying drivers... When they are on dual carriageways and they are using the fast lane, they don't know what they are doing. They are aware. They know. We have met them on a couple of times. One-on-one, outreach, education, radio, TV, social media. And most of the time, what we, 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 we realize is that they know the laws, they know the regulations, they know what they must do, but they are just refusing to do it. That's why the law and must that's bite. That's why the law must work. Yeah. Yes, and we have the laws. Uh, and so the question now is, why are we not um, enforcing the laws? I know the MTTD has done a good job over time in terms of, if you look at their capacity and the challenges that they confront them. Logistics, in terms of numbers, of course, they cannot be everywhere all the time. Uh, they have done their bit, but we have the opportunity to do more. And I think we are in that era now. That era because elsewhere, they have moved away from this manual interaction with drivers. Go to the streets of London and uh, the U.S. and everywhere. In fact, you will never see any policeman on the street chasing any driver. This never happened. Mm -hmm. But they will get you. Make a mistake. Because... You know they will see you. You know they are watching you. They will get you even if you are from Ghana and you you, you went there for a week. The same Ghanaian drivers move from Ghana to Europe and they behave. What is there? Enforcement. That, because they know when they misbehave, they'll be apprehended. The policeman is not standing there looking at you. You won't find him. But you go and misbehave. You will be caught and they will bring you a ticket at home and it is so punitive that it will take everything in your pocket that week and so on. And I think that is where we should be drawing our attention to. The education, I'm not saying it's enough, but it is an extent that I believe by now people are well aware of the laws, the regulations. And so now we should move away into the enforcement. And I agree with you, which means that our police, the MTTD, must now change their focus from the manual one-on-one interaction with drivers because you know what it means. Sometimes you, you people complain of corruption and interaction with them and they, they, they lose compromises here and there. We are not going into compromising again. I think it is time for us to use technology. But the spot fine was one way to do so. Um, you know, one of the recommendations was that the spot fine regime would have had police 
equipped with um, you know digital devices that citations could be pulled on the spot, a payment made, and it goes a receipt issued immediately, all of those things. And the money didn't have to go to the hands of the police. But somehow we never I saw think, that I take think, off. Super, super, if you're on the line, I, I think this is a very good opportunity for you to tell Ghanaians how you have advanced this particular promise you gave us a couple of a month ago. Mm -hmm. Let's see Supo is there. Hello, Superintendent Obing. And come away there, I think his line is, is not stable. But it's a good question. I mean, is there something you can share with us on there? Yes, yes, it is. Because we are involved. There is a working team uh, made up of the National Road Safety Authority, the police themselves, and DVLA. Okay. Together with the Ministry of Interior and Ministry of Finance. As I speak to you, right from here, our next meeting is in the afternoon. Okay. We have advanced it to a stage where very soon, and I mean very soon, because I know what I'm talking about. The working team has now designed the infrastructure, the architecture of the system you're talking about. Mm. We're hoping that we'll get the approval of that particular system somewhere on the 22nd of this month, and then move on to start putting in place the necessary infrastructure. When this comes, you will see Europe in Africa. Well, I think yeah. for me, it's definitely one way of uh, bringing efficiency and safety to our roads, but more importantly, raising a lot of revenue. Exactly. Where there is uh, indiscipline, there's money to be made. Yes. Uh, I think Superintendent Obing is back on the line. Superintendent, uh, we have a couple of minutes to wrap this up. Um, could you share with us uh, where the spot fine conversation has reached? Um, Engineer um, Osafo Obing has just uh, given us a, a sneak peek, but... Uh, he, he believes you are in a better place to tell us more. Uh, thank you very much. I think as a policy, as well as the police have said that a talk is just easy. It's always about countermeasures that are expressed on the ground that affects life and property. And therefore, regarding the automation of police traffic enforcement projects, is far. We have advanced and we are almost home. Having said that, we now currently are relying heavily on existing uh, surveillance systems across the country uh, to detect drivers and vehicles that are involved in preventable uh, infractions that normally lead to these crashes. And, uh, that persons are being forthcoming and the media has been in, in support. And we want to take this opportunity to thank our media partners for constantly publishing drivers who have run red light and committed so many offenses, including use of unlawful use of beacon light sirens and driving on the wrong side of the road, facing oncoming vehicles, a 4x4 among others. And all manner of behaviors that uh, through this surveillance system, we are physically examining the data and the audiovisual and inviting uh, offenders. And of course, we, we are also relying on uh, videos that uh, social media players are availing to us. And so many drivers are also being pushed to the court. And as I said that, 
June, January, and February compared to the same period last year. The number of persons that have been convicted at the court through our efforts of enforcement and arrest and prosecution is over 500. Last year, we were talking about 300. And when in jail, the rest, the court has sentenced to pay 432,310 Ghana cities within two months. And that, we believe, in addition to other countermeasures that are applied by the uh, engineer, uh, we think that it will impact. And as we move on through the months and this year, we will see a significant reduction or change in attitude of vehicle owners, drivers, vehicle occupants and pedestrians, and it will be so deterred that it, in the end, there will be moderation in sea, there will be high incidence of uh, motor uh, vehicle maintenance and servicing, and there will be uh, proper uh, overtaking, and people will refrain from uh, driving on the bed and abusing service and vehicle life, and will stop at stop line at dungeons, and will ensure that they are in seabed and will not drive on phone. And we believe that uh, drivers will also not crowd out their colleagues at uh, urban road uh, buses and create unnecessary inconvenience. Motorcycle riders, of course, will also be seen complying and not exposing themselves and others. We believe with this, we go a very long way. Having said that, with the automation, we are nearing hope. And definitely, the media will be at the forefront of the country. The sensitization package that goes with it, so that in the end, all Ghanaians will be brought on stream, class to start, and proceed to achieve the expected outcomes in terms of changing attitude, ensuring that people will still comply. Otherwise, a sort of uh, punitive sanctions that will go with it. Nobody will be blamed, but the non-compliant user or the driver or the victim. Uh, it's evident that some work has been done and yet there's still quite a bit to do. Uh, we won't relent. Uh, we'll continue to engage you, uh, provide uh, further education. Uh, at this point, um, we're six minutes into 10, um, after 10, and uh, we're way over the time limit allowed us. And so I'd like to call it uh, at this point and thank you both. Uh, uh, Superintendent Alexander Bing, uh, Director of Public Relations of the Ghana Police Service, and also the Acting uh, Director General of the National Road Safety Authority, Engineer David Osafo Obing. This is just the beginning of many conversations, and I would like to uh, look back maybe a year from now and say that uh, we had a hand in working to improve uh, safety on our roads. Uh, but I'd like final words, very short, 10 seconds or 15 each from you, um, um, Mr. Osafobing. Final words to our road users who are listening to us across the entire country. We can be heard in Boku, in Bimbila, in Walewale, in Guchegu, uh, Kumasi, Sunyani, uh, you name it. Ghanaians are listening to us, they are hearing us. It is my hope and expectation that they will accept the challenge and be responsible. Uh, the drivers in particular, we have trust in you and that is why we uh, granted you the valid driver's license 
We expect you to be professional. You must drive to the game, the rules of the game. We are almost entering, uh, getting into Easter. And, and once we get into Easter, uh, there's a lot of apprehension. People are afraid because they think that if you look at history, uh, history may repeat itself. Mm -hmm. as, as in crashes, rising and killing people and so on. And they think that it has already started based on what we recorded over the past weekend. But I think that I must uh, give confidence to people. We are on top of the situation. Mm -hmm. The situation is not out of hand at all. It's manageable between us and the police. My friend Supo and the rest of the MTTD, uh, the National Road Safety Authority and our inspectors will be on our feet we are scaling up education under the Stay Alive campaign. We expect our police to also come out very strongly with their war against indiscipline. I think the two of us uh, in the coming weeks uh, will re-strategize and deal with the situations as Your they come. I put hold. confidence in all of you. I wish you well, but let us be responsible uh, when, when we hit the road as drivers, pedestrians, passengers, and motorcyclists. Thank you very much uh, for those uh, final words. Uh, engineer, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Superintendent, uh, your final words. Uh, it's, it's your admonishment that we expect the to ensure result on their responsibilities of ensuring that safer and well service vehicles are being driven by them or handed over to drivers. Uh, as absentee drivers, they will ensure that the vehicles are well maintained. As for drivers, they don't have said it all. If there's anything that uh, we Ghana expected the transport operators to to do uh, on their mandate, and when it is now, because uh, GPI to its cooperative Ghana Road Transport Coordinating Council, FCC, Metro Mass, PIPV, VIP Chisco. I think we all have a responsibility towards us. And Christmas, I want to call Easter is coming. And we also want to uh, thank them because they have been sharing or uh, conveying supporters to and fro to all the Premier League centers. They should continue and drive in motivation. Again, that's as much as on the way. And I will converge at March. We pray that it can to be this month. We, we pray that uh, drivers will not be carried away, but will continue to exert on their mandate to ensure mm. that they drive immigration safely and do not overtake unnecessarily and do not engage in excessive and, uh, overtaking and then uh, speeding and engaging uh, unnecessary, imprudent speeding. And I think that when all these things are done and that we believe that when you are uh, counting our blessings. It will be that uh, this month topping and icing it on the other first quarter of this year, we will be talking of minimal crashes, minimal deaths, unassociated injuries and damage to properties as compared to the same periodancy. Thank you for listening to Asasi Podcast. Follow Asasi Radio on Twitter at Asasi Radio 995 or share your feedback via feedback at assassiradio.com.